You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. This is my, my weekly Tuesday lives coming in from LinkedIn, coming in from YouTube, coming in from Facebook as well. And uh, look at me, I got a little caption over there too. I got a little caption. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I wanted to talk today about, you know, sometimes people feel like they have imposter syndrome and they're like, oh, you know, all the content that, that I want to create, it's been created already. Let me move this a little bit. It's been created already. So why should I create the content if it's been created already? Well, the argument first is, you know, A, yes, there's imposter syndrome. It's like, okay, like, I don't feel like I'm worthy enough because there's more experienced people. So for example, let's say there's uh, billionaires out there um, and, you know, they've got a lot of advice, right? Now, their advice is certainly sound, but at the same time, when you think about the level that you're at right now, let's say you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, you're starting to do things, you're the closest one to the experience, meaning distance-wise, well, guess what? You're actually, you're in the trenches, you're going through what you're going through, and your experience is valuable because your experience is relevant to the times. And billionaires' advice, what tends to happen is sometimes they forget after a while, like they forget because they're they're so far distance away from you know, the, the, the days of them grinding away that they forget, um, you know, maybe their experience that they're sharing, they, they don't remember as much, or maybe their experience isn't as relevant anymore. And, you know, you can argue that the fundamentals are still relevant. I would say the fundamentals are always relevant, but, um, there's a little, there's always nuances, you know, that are tied to, uh, the time period of when that experience was, was given. Right. So I think, yes, there's certainly a lot of, uh, validity in reading biographies and things like that. But this, again, it comes back to the case for creating old content, right? So, for example, if you wanted to create content about uh, you creating an e-commerce store today versus, you know, uh, 10 or 15 years ago, there are nuances that have changed. So, uh, and again, by the way, people that have followed kind of these other billionaires, there's a new kind of guard popping up. There's younger people looking to learn and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're looking to level up as well. So they want to be learning from someone like you. So there is the argument to create old content. I think what's holding people back is typically, um, you know, imposter syndrome, right? And I, I think the other thing too is, you know, you start creating content right now as you're growing the business. Cause you know, for me, when I was trying to save um, one of my businesses, I started creating my podcast. I started, you know, really doubling down on content and I had no audience at the time, but you know, it, it starts to compound and you start to build your own audience. You know, there's a set of people that, that love you for who you are. And, you know, there's a subset of people that, that don't like you as much, but you start to build your audience. It compounds, you start to gain more confidence. And then, you know, before you know it, um, a couple of years go by, maybe three, four, five, six years or so before you know it, you've got an audience and you've got a solid business and you just continue to share your experience. And, um, and I, I think it's also important to understand that when you're teaching, when you're creating content, you're also articulating your thoughts, which makes you stronger um, as a learner um, to be able to articulate your thoughts. Um, it, because if you can't explain it well, then at the end of the day, maybe you don't understand it that much. Right. So um, that's what it is. And feel free to drop your, your questions in the comments. I'm actually going to read um, the chat over here. Um, and unfortunately, I can't read the chat in, in LinkedIn right now. But yeah, so, you know, Okay, well, how do you go out and 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 you know create content right now? Um, well, think about this. You, you might be like, "Oh, I don't have an audience right now. What should I do?" Well, I, I've been I've been raving about this probably for the last week and a half or so. The thing you should be doing is, if you've never built a traffic machine yet, I would recommend reading the book Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. Great book, a lot of tactical information there. Um, and then you know, in the book, he talks about um, this concept of the Dream One Hundred, which is founded by. Um, 
created by this, this this guy that wrote the ultimate sales machine he's uh, the late chet holmes and the whole concept behind that is if you have no audience and begin you're creating content people aren't going to come to you necessarily but what you can do is you can look for the top 100 influencers in, in all the areas that you want to reach so for example i have a book coming out next year uh called leveling up and so for me if i'm trying to reach you know um entrepreneurs or gamers that became entrepreneurs i'm going to make a list of those people Right. Maybe they're hanging out. Uh, maybe they have their own podcast. Maybe that they have their own Instagrams. So for podcasts, for Instagram, for YouTube, for Facebook, wherever these people are hanging out, maybe on Discord channels, Slack channels, whatever. Um, you know, I'm going to make the dream 100. I'm going to methodically reach out to each of them, maybe like 25, 50, 100 of these each week. And what I'm going to do when I reach out to them is I'm going to offer something um, to them of value. Right. So the key thing here is you're trying to build relationships um, and you're not trying to just ask for things um, ahead of time. Right. So. If there's something you can offer to them that you know that they want, um, then you're you're methodically reaching out to them. This this is why I'm I'm not too hot on reaching out to hundreds of people each week because that means your um your personalized your tailored message is not going to go out. Um, so maybe you reach out to ten per week. You know, maybe it's one per day, but it's very personalized. Like you do research on one every single day, and that's how you methodically build up your audience. Um, you know, people you know will often complain like, oh, you know, you built up your audience to you know millions of downloads on your podcast. You can say that, but like. You know, at the end of the day, we all started somewhere. So anyway, coming back to it, yes, there is a case for you to create old content because you're going to have your own, you know, unique twist on it. You're going to have your own unique story that's tied to it. There should be no reason um, aside from imposter syndrome, which I think we all have, you know, I, I have as well. But you just go out there and you do it and, and you suck in the beginning. Like when I first started creating videos in the beginning, I was way worse than I am right now. And when I think about writing, I was, I didn't know how to blog. I didn't know how to structure my blog post. didn't know how to do any of this stuff. Same thing with uh, podcasts as well. Same thing with speaking on stage. I didn't know what to do. And so you get better over time. You have proximity. You're going to build your own audience. Proximity meaning you, you have the closest proximity to your experience, which is unique to you. Um, so there should be no reason you're not doing it because everyone else around the world is, is learning. Everyone around the, else around the world is, is teaching as well. And especially right now, people are looking to learn. They're looking to get better. They're looking for inspiration. So now is a good time for you to start this up. Imagine in, in, in five, six years, you tell the story, man, you know, I, I really started creating content during the downturn. And that's when things really started to take off for me. Now is the perfect time to do it. Now is the perfect time to learn. Now is the perfect time to teach. And then, you know, after you get better, if you're, let's say you're just starting out right now, then you go out there and you go earn. Okay. Um, so. Interdeep says, hey, Eric, good to see you live. Kenneth says, hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well as well. Um, and yeah, again, so, you know, I, I gave a couple of tactical things. Read the book Traffic Secrets from Russell Brunson. Also read um, or check out Spark Toro, which is, uh, I believe they're in the free beta right now. But you can find your dream 100. These are the people that you want to reach out to. And Spark Toro will spit out the top podcast, the top social channels, um, and just a lot of It'll save you a lot of time from the research. And then what I would recommend is you look for other people's audiences. You look for what they want. You build a relationship with them. Um, and then, you know, maybe then they'll be happy to do some type of, you know, joint venture with you. You can't say, if you're trying to partner up with people in the beginning to, to try to leverage their audience, you can't just reach out and say, hey, like, I think my thing would be a good fit for your audience. You're totally being transactional there, right? But if you reach out to someone and you know for a fact that, um, you know, their daughter really likes chocolate chip cookies and you buy the best chocolate chips cookies in the world. Um, maybe that's a little creepy to do that, but maybe you get them a gift certificate and you send them the link. Maybe you DM them on Instagram. Say, Hey, I know your daughter really likes these, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then maybe after I say, Hey, like, uh, would you be interested in being on my podcast? Boom. Right. Then you have some semblance of a relationship there. Um, and maybe later you can, you can ask for something, 
right? But you don't want to go for the ask in the beginning. Again, you have to, you think about the, the jab, 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 right hook um, concept from, from Gary V. Um, you just keep giving, you keep giving, you keep giving. And then eventually, maybe, maybe someone will be down to promote you, right? Um, and you have, to, you have to also think it's a numbers game. If you're trying to leverage someone else's audiences, um, you reach out to maybe, you know, 100 people or so, maybe you're only get you're only going to be able to get maybe two to five people to do something, maybe 10 if you're really lucky. Um, so just keep that in mind. And um, I think if you're just starting out, you know, you, you, you get the suckage out of your body. You don't worry about creating old content because there is the case for old content and you see it happening all the time and you get better and better over time. And then at the same time, um, at a certain point, you figure out how you can help others. You help others for free. You help others get what they want and you can get whatever you want. Right. So uh, Zig Ziglar. So uh, beyond that, um, let's see. There's a couple questions. Nilesh says, how, how are you doing? Um, should we give SEO? Should we give discounts? Um, Kenneth asked this, what's the best performing platform to get new clients during the quarantine? So Kenneth, um, and by the way, there's a lot of people ask, asking about how to start a digital agency. Um, we actually have a couple slots open right now that you can book with my team for a strategy call. You can go to seagullgrain.com slash call, that's C-A-L-L. And if it's a good fit, then um, you know we can see if we can actually help you grow your agency if you actually want to talk strategy. Um, but beyond that, I think, um, you know, Kenneth asking about best performing platform. I need to know what you're selling exactly um, in order for me to answer that. But let's say you're doing web design. I'm wearing a Dribbble shirt. This is not sponsored by Dribbble. But Dribbble is a really good um, platform for for web designers or just designers in general to post their portfolio. And uh, you have Dribbble, you have Behance. You can even go to um, Upwork and just get some side work right now. And then someone that likes you, they're going to hire you kind of on a more um, more uh, on a project basis or maybe even potentially a full-time basis. Um, I've always advocated for this on the, the Marketing School podcast. But in the beginning, when I first started doing uh, consulting, I, I worked for free for people. I, I targeted people that I liked. I found out what was interesting to them. I gave them a plan that showed them that I clearly thought about it. And you only really need one of them. So you send out, maybe you do like 10, 50 of these plans. And then, you know, you don't get upset that nobody responds. Someone's going to respond and someone's going to take you up on it. And you say, hey, you know, sir, um, I or, or ma'am, uh, I want to work with you for a month. I'll do work for you. Here's my plan. Here's what I plan to do for a month. If things go well, if I hit these numbers after the first 30 days, I would like a uh, contract um, on a more permanent contract. What do you say to that, right? And especially during times like this, people would be stupid to say no. But you want to make sure that you you vet someone out, just like they're vetting you. You want to make sure that you know you you feel like you trust them, right? There's only so much you can kind of um, vet. But if you have a good feeling about them, if your gut feeling says you know let's do it, then do it. Okay. Um, Nilesh says, do we give discounts um, to SEO clients uh, during the quarantine or in in hard times? Um. You can if you want. I don't like discounting personally. What I would prefer doing instead of saying, hey, maybe you don't pay me for um, April. You don't pay me for May. You don't pay me for March. Rolled into you know the, the final months of the year. Okay, So you're giving them a break for those three months um, or however long you know the, the lockdown is in, in, in your country. The, the problem is if you discount it, you're discounting your time. And it shows it kind of sends the wrong message. And it shows that they have more power over you, right? Um, ideally what, like what I, what I see wrong with most kind of client businesses is they let the clients walk all over them. It's not a clear partnership. You got to make it a clear partnership. And again, the, the one thing I talk about is 
you know, building a uh, aligning incentives. And I, I think most agencies have their business models wrong, um, where they rely too much on the retainers. I'm not saying retainers are like the a complete failure, but you got to have some, you, you think of your, your, your clientele as a stock portfolio. I mean, so maybe you have some pay for performance and some affiliate deals in there where you're working on performance. And um, a lot of people there, they don't get too creative with how they think about how they can structure the terms, structure their deals. They just think about, oh, every other agency does this. We're going to do this as well, right? So you got to be creative with how you do these things. Um, let's see. Uh, Zawadol says, how can a digital marketing agency serve? How can I start? I don't know what you mean exactly, but um, if you want to learn how to start an agency, there's a ton of videos I have for free on our Leveling Up YouTube channel that you can watch on how to start a digital agency. And then we have a couple of free podcasts on marketing school on how to start a digital agency. And if you go to singlegrain.com slash agency dash accelerator, so agency hyphen accelerator, um, we actually have a video on how you can get a bunch of clients. All right. So that's where you can go for that. Um, other than that, I, I think, you know, who knows what's going to happen with, with the economy, right? But I, I'm coming back to this, the case for old content now is the right time for it. Like, why am I doing these lives right now? It's great because this live will live on LinkedIn. It'll live on YouTube. It'll live on Facebook. It'll live on my Facebook groups as well. Um, so I have a lot of content right now. And this will push to podcasts, which will push to seven different channels. So I'm out here, um, you know, still creating content right now. And now I'm, I'm going even deeper, going live. And I'm doing, when I do podcasts now, I, I kind of change things up a little bit too. Um, and I'm also talking about subjects that people might think are old. And, and here's the other thing, like marking school, Neil and I were recording tomorrow. We're going to do an hour and a half session. So you can join us live. Um, we're going live again um, on whatever channel you're watching from. I think it's at, um, let me check what time it's, it's at tomorrow. I think it's at 11, 11 a.m. Pacific. So whatever time that is for you, Neil and I are going live. Um, we're going to go live for about 90 minutes. So you can ask your questions in there as well. But a lot of things we talk about in marketing school, it's old content. Some people are like, oh, this content's so old. It's so basic. But sure, it might be for you. But what about other people? Like, you know, we have to think about serving the the the, the 1.1 million downloads we get per month, right? Um, who knows how many uniques are in there? But you know, the the point is sometimes you need to reinforce your message, so that's okay too. You don't need to worry about you know old content. Um, what you should worry about is um, if your engagement metrics start to drop, then you maybe you, you maybe you've been doing too much old content. But you want to have a good mix, right? Sometimes you might bring up something old that have a new twist around it. That's completely fine. Or you might do a mashup, um, and sometimes you balance it out with new content, right? But um, I think the most important thing when you're when you're creating any type of content is um, if you're doing quote unquote old content that someone else has done, the one thing that's going to make you unique again, I'm going to come back to it, is the story. The story. What makes you unique? What are your unique experiences? When you integrate something old with your unique experience, it becomes something new. And that makes it different for people. And that's why you appreciate people appreciate you for who you are. Like the way I talk. And I, I just said, like people, some people really hate when I say like, they say it's unprofessional. It's like, oh, this is a marketing podcast. That's unprofessional. You talk too fast. Um, you need to clear out your sinuses. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of things that people say, and you're not going to please everyone because if you try to please everyone, you please no one. But a lot of people love you for who you are. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's your real audience. You don't, you don't worry about trying to please, please everyone. You do worry about is you know especially in the first year or two when you get when you have like no audience maybe you get lucky you do have an audience but first two years i had no audience and um there's just like a small group of, of fans that kept emailing me telling me how great the or how much they appreciated the the content so yeah i mean that's all i have to say on that 
And then I'm going to answer a couple more questions here, and then we are we're going to be on our way. Um, Interdeep asks, "What I think is the future of paid ads, such as Google Ads, Facebook Ads? I don't think they're going anywhere um, in five years. And you know, so the question is, will they still be profitable after five years? Uh, they're sitting on a lot of cash. They have a lot of the attention. If you control the attention, you have a lot of influence over the world. Um, just like they've, <laughs> you look at some of these platforms, they've influenced elections, um, which they have directly influenced and impacted the world. So." Again, if you if you control the attention, which is why I'm talking about the case for creating old content, you have a moat. You have something that's defensible. Um, that's what I think it is. If you think about building products nowadays, you think about building SaaS products. Um, for a, a, in a lot of cases, it's not that hard to build the products, right? If we're talking about something that's you know sure, there's like very you know crazy feats of engineering, crazy biotechnology. But if you think about, you know, the, what a lot of people are building, a lot of people are trying to build, you build what's tougher to build is the audience, which I'm saying, this is why you got to create old content um, and, you know, old content. And then, you know, then you can figure out the, the right product, right? Um, the product you can eventually solve. Um, that I think is, you know, more and more people are figuring out how to do that, right? I still think a lot of people don't know how to build an audience. And I think the, the world's continuing to become, you know, more and more, uh, more and more opportunities are coming up coming out for creators. So those of you that are entrepreneurs, I think I would encourage you to think about how you can be a creator as well, because then you can have a double, um, you have double the leverage, right? You, you're, you know how to create products, you know how to create, you know, uh, service businesses, um, products and service that impact the world. At the same time, you know how to create and you know how to impact the world by kind of, you know, showing people content that really um, is helpful to them. All right. Um, God, there's a lot of SEO tips. You know, I, I'm actually a or SEO questions. I, I'm, a, I'm still amazed by the number of SEO questions during, during times like this, you know, there's not a lot, there, there's still like, you know, how do you start an agency? How do you, how do you do SEO? Um, when, when I would expect more like, man, you know, what do I do about like, um, what should I do about hiring right now? What should I do about, you know, um, I don't know, people, culture and all that, but you know, people are at all different levels. So you have to respect that too. So, uh, PSJ asks, um, any SEO tips when launching a brand new blog on a new domain? Do I need to wait before link building? Okay. Um, PSJ, when questions are like this, it puts a lot of thinking on my side because um, it's a very general question and it's very hard for me to answer. I would just say create content first, then worry about link building. If your content's really good and you reach out to other people, um, you build good relationships, they will link back to you and that's how you start to build uh, your traffic over time. All right. So anyway, that is it for today. I wish you all a very good, healthy, and safe rest of your day, your evening, your midnight, wherever you're coming from. And um, that is it. And I'll see you, I guess I'll see you guys tomorrow um, if you want to come in for the live. And Neil and I are doing marketing school, 11 a.m. Pacific. And um, if you want to book a call to grow your agency faster, strategy call, you can book a call, call with my team, singlegrain.com slash call, that's C-A-L-L. And sometimes even I get on the call too. So believe it or not, I might get on the call with you, all right? So that is it for today and uh, goodbye. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.